Welcome back to another episode of the Brawn Body Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining us today. Today, I'm joined by Mandy Johnson, also known as the girl who is training for an Ironman, who has never done one before, and fell off her bike on day one. She's been documenting her journey on TikTok, and I highly recommend you give her a follow if you aren't already. We're going to be discussing Mandy's journey to completing an Ironman 70.3 in this episode. Before we get to this episode, though, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors. Mandy, welcome to the podcast. Really excited to have you on today. Hi, it's good to see you. I'm excited. For people who aren't familiar with your TikTok journey and your adventure to currently work towards running an Ironman, could you kind of fill us in a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do? Sure. So I'm Mandy Johnson. I uh, currently reside in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I grew up in Virginia, so I'm kind of new to this area. But yeah, my fitness journey right now is I am currently training for a half Ironman in June. And then Depending on how that goes, I, I truly want to go for a full Ironman. So um, this is kind of, I've been TikToking my, my journey through it all. I try to do like a daily uh, video of how that workout was or what I did. Um, it really is more of like a personal thing for me, just so I can have something to look back on after, you know, all this, all this training that I'm doing and kind of have that to, to reflect on all the work that I've been doing. But, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. For sure. For sure. I love that. I got to say, I'm a little bit jealous of you living in Florida currently because I'm up in Pennsylvania. And even though it's end of April right now, last week, we got seven inches of snow at my house and lost power for four days. Can you believe that? I'm jealous of the sunshine and the awesome weather you get. I get, like every time I talk to friends back in like DC or Virginia or even like farther north, I'm like, I made the right decision to move here. But I feel in like two months, I'll be singing a different tune. It gets like a hundred degrees and like a hundred percent humidity. So it's, sure. it's great right now, but yeah. For sure. That's for it. sure. Has that had any impact on your Ironman training? Like the overall like weather of Florida? So, so far it hasn't. Um, I've been really lucky. The weather's been great. Um, I haven't really had too many. I've actually, now that I think about it, I haven't had any workouts like get canceled or have to move indoors because of weather. Um, I think I might be uh, one of the weird ones that like really enjoys hot weather to work out in. Um, I'm always by the adage, like if I'm not dripping in sweat, like I really didn't work out. So I feel like being in Florida has really helped me feel that that way. Um, so no, I haven't, haven't had anything um, affect the training yet. Uh, I will say I do a lot of things early in the morning. I'm an early riser. So I try to get the workouts done you know, starting around 5, 5.30, so I don't have to get any of that midday heat, so that's been helpful, but yeah, so far, so good. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, you said that you've been documenting your journey towards the Ironman on TikTok, and if I remember correctly, the first day started pretty interesting for you, is that right? Yeah, um, interesting or embarrassing, however <laughs> you want to describe it. Um, so full disclosure, I've, I've done a sprint triathlon before, and this was like six years ago. So I've been on the bike before I've clipped in before I thought like six years later, I was like, it'd be like riding a bike. Like I could totally do this again. Like I've done this before. Um, that is not the case. I, the, the backstory is like my, my coach that I have, and I can talk about that in a little bit, but I, I have a coach and he was letting me borrow a bike. We were trying things on. He was like, okay, like go try the bike. Like see how it fits. 
And I, I literally just fell immediately over and he felt so bad. I was so embarrassed, like scraped up my, my knee and legs. <laughs> um, it was pretty embarrassing. He felt really bad about it. I was humbled right off the gate. So day one was literally I, me falling off the bike. And that's how my TikToks all start. Um, what it's like to train for an Ironman from a girl who's never done one before and fell off her bike on day one. So <laughs> that's how all my videos start. It's in my head now. Um, but yeah, that's how, how the journey <laughs> began. That's awesome. Well, I, it's awesome in the sense that to me, you, you probably didn't expect your journey to start with falling off the bike. And yet for yeah. some reason you kept going, you kept, you know, you <laughs> got up and you started pedaling and you haven't looked back since. Yeah, it's a, again, I feel like agreed was not how I wanted to start things off. Um, but it was honestly, like, it's kind of nice when you start that low um, on the, the grade scale of, of where you're at, because then there's only, you can only go up from there. So um, my training isn't interesting. The bike is my least favorite, obviously, because it likes to hurt me. Um, I like to say, but, uh, I'm, it's, it's been a growing relationship with me and learning how to cycle and do it well and feel comfortable. Um, I'm still not there yet. I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, I, uh, it definitely was an interesting beginning and I'm, I'm getting better each day. So for sure. And I think it's a great lesson for people to hear that, you know, sometimes you fail at something and it doesn't go what, how you planned it to go. And the importance of getting back up and fighting that resistance or fear or whatever it is that you might have from, you know, failing at something, get right back up and get right back to it. Because otherwise, that, that's the kind of thing that you can start to avoid. And that avoidance will not help you in the long run, right? Like, if you got back up and you were like, you know, what, I'm done with the bike for today, I don't want to do it again. And then you let that kind of simmer day after day after day. You know, you might have been a month or two in and you might not have even started biking yet. So I think yeah. the importance of just getting right back up after you've been knocked down and going right back to it also stands out to me about your experience there. Oh, thank you. Um, but you're so right. Like, I, I will even, uh, I did kind of avoid it for like a week and then it was on my schedule. I had to get on the bike. I had to go out and ride. Like, I think my first ride was 30 miles, like out on the road. And this is from a girl who like literally fell off the week before. So I was terrified. <laughs> um, and then the night before I had a, someone who's going to bike with me and they like canceled and I, I could have, and they were going to like push it off for another day. And I was like, you know what? Like, I can't push this off another day. I'm mentally ready. Like I have to go do this. Otherwise, like it's, I'm just going to stew on it. And like, you know, think of all the bad things that can happen. So, um, I really just prepare myself to be as comfortable as I kind of, we were talking about before is like get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, so I just prepared myself to like basically have an environment that allowed me to be as comfortable as I could, you know, not being really into it. Um, and that was waking up like super early. So I had no cars around me. I didn't have to worry about people. I just wanted it to be like me and the bike. And I, that's all I really had to focus on. So um, I think that's also something I've really learned is like make sure that I'm setting myself up for success as much as I can in situations that make me feel uncomfortable. So that was a really big lesson I got off of that. Definitely. It always helps to prepare. I'm curious. That was a, that was definitely a mentally trying time or mentally challenging time for you. Have you noticed any other mental challenges along your journey with your training and 
overall track to uh, completing the half Ironman here in June? Yeah, um, I actually, I would say I kind of had like an aha week this past week. So I, I will say like training has gone great. I um, am 35. So I was always kind of going into this. I was a little bit nervous about, you know, my, not my fitness per se, um, but just injury and making sure that I was like doing the right things for my body to make sure that I could continue to do the amount of distance and, and time I needed. And I would say like things have been going great. Um, I would say my problem right now, my aha from this last week is I think that like the instant I start something, I need to be great at it. Like I need to be coming in at like number one, like I need to be, you know, my times need to be like out of this world. Um, and I had time to reflect on that because I did a, I was supposed to do a sprint try on Saturday. It turned into a duathlon. Um, the ocean water here was too rough for us to do the swim part, but, um, I got, again, really humbled on the bike. Um, I, I did great on the run. I was like in the top of the women's group. Um, and then as soon as I got on the bike, I, I got like smoked, like creeped. Like every girl passed me, every like 80 year old man passed me. And I was just like, are my legs moving? Like, is it like, am I standing still? I was, I was like really in the dumps about it. And I was kind of getting upset about myself I finished the race my, my second run went great as well um but I found myself like disappointed afterwards and I was like Mandy like you just completed if you haven't done a sprint try in like over six years like you just did this like big thing that a lot of people don't do um why are you disappointed and I had to really like sit on it and uh think it through and then the next day I had a 45 mile bike ride to do which gives you a lot of time to think um <laughs> and like too much time to think it's like three and a half hours of like you and your thoughts but um and I went through all of it I was like mad at myself I was like you know like all the stages of grief like anger like acceptance like all these things and I finally landed on it's like I have to give myself grace in this training um you it really is like practice and you can't expect to go out there and like crush these times off the bat like I was so mad at myself and that was like my fifth time on a road bike like in years like competing and these people that's a lot of them that's what they do every day every weekend and I was comparing myself to them and I really just had to remind myself like give myself grace like I'm just learning this process I'm just I'm really well now I'm two months into training um so yeah so it was definitely a big week for me to like mentally break through some of the stuff that I get frustrated with myself for. Um, so I, I was, I was grateful for the opportunity to like have that lesson brought to me. So. For sure. For sure. And that's the kind of thing too, that I think we, we have the concept of who is successful versus unsuccessful wrong when it comes to endurance races. Yeah, sure. The one who wins is the one who crosses the finish line first, but everyone covers the same distance. It's just some people take a little bit longer to do it. And personally, those are my favorite people, the ones who finish towards the bottom end of the pack. Reason being, they did the same race as everyone else, but it took the longest amount of time. And let me tell you something, the longer you do something, the more it starts to wear on you, the more it starts to, for lack of a better way to put it, suck. And if you don't believe me, try planking or holding a wall sit for 30 seconds. Then do it again, but try holding it for two minutes. I guarantee you the two-minute one is going to be a lot more challenging than the 30-second one. So think of races in the same way. You're all covering the same distance. 
but mm-hmm. some people take a little bit longer and it's a lot more challenging for them because of that extra time component. But guess what? They still crossed the finish line anyways. They still got to the same point as everyone else. Absolutely. There was a man that finished the race this Saturday. He was 82 years old. He crossed the finish line, like a smile on his face. And I'm just like, that's what it's about. Like I shouldn't. And that really helps you. It was like, I want that to be me. I want that to be me someday. That is like continue to push myself and be like happy doing it. And um, so I agree. Every, we're all, everyone crosses that finish line, hopefully. And that should be the goal. And that's my goal for the Ironman. <laughs> just, I just need to cross that finish line. Right, right. And the thing is, we, we look at these things as a physical challenge, which they are, but it's also a mental battle because you're going to hit what they call the wall at some point in the race. Now, I personally have never run an Ironman or any, you know, ultra marathon or any kind of big endurance event, but I've done some long runs like seven, eight miles before. And I hit a wall when I do those, right? I get like five miles in and I'm like, you know what? I should stop. Why am I doing this? You know, it would be so much easier if I just gave up. But that's the time when you mentally have to find that within yourself to continue to push forward. And it's more of a mental challenge and mental exercise for yourself. Your body Mm -hmm. can do it, but you have to convince your mind that it's a good idea to continue to push forward. Yeah. That's what a lot of the this race is. And that's what I'm learning. And uh, like to that point, there's always, it was my first uh, half marathon I did. And there was, I hit that wall. I was feeling it. I didn't train on hills and they were everywhere. It was in Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, and this like older man was running by and he, I think you could see that I was like struggling, like to really like get the last couple miles out. And he was like, no matter how slow you go, just don't stop running. And I, that's always stuck with me literally to this day. And that was what, like 15 years ago. And so no matter what my training is or what I do that day, it could be three miles, it could be 12, but no matter how I'm feeling, like whatever it is, what you do today, like just don't stop. So even if you're at a snail's pace, keep moving. And that's where I've kind of applied to this training too, is like, if you're not feeling it that day, that's okay. Just don't stop moving. Um, is always my, my adage to myself and others that I try to like tell, like, just keep going just one step, you know, it's a great life motto as well, because life is going to throw the same kind of obstacles, right? Not every day is going to go perfect or as planned. Some days are going to feel harder than others just to get through, even if it's just something simple, right? But you have to continue to go through it and continue to push through it, even though it might suck at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of times it does suck and you just gotta, <laughs> I gotta, yeah, you just gotta push through it. So has tracking your journey on social media helped you? Have you received a lot of positive feedback and insight and motivation from other people? Have you noticed benefit to, you know, just tracking where you were day one compared to where you are now? Yeah, I, I think it's, it honestly has made it a little more fun. Um, I mean, this, I wouldn't do this training if it wasn't fun to begin with for me. Um, so that part's already in there, but it's added a little bit of, of excitement to it. Uh, I feel like, honestly, it's also an accountability to myself is like, Hey, like I have to work out today because I have to get a video up of like what I did today, you know, and even if it's a recovery day, um, to make sure that I'm doing a little bit of something like active recovery. 
um, that day. And it has been really nice because I feel like, especially it's so funny because I feel like it's, it's honestly been a lot about the bike and people messaging being like, oh, it's the scariest part. Like, I feel you like this happens to me all the time. And it really does just like build a community that you feel like you can like ask questions to or hopefully answer questions to, to certain people. And it's just been, I don't know, it's just been like fun to be able to do it. And I, I did that today actually about you looking, asking about looking back and I, I can already tell like physically, you know, over two months, how much I've, I've changed. It, it does, it's not like extremely obvious, but to me it is, I'm like, oh, I can definitely see you know, I've gotten a lot stronger in certain aspects over the last two, two months than where I started. So, um, it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool to watch the evolution of it happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can imagine. And that's the kind of thing too, that I think the transparency that comes with that speaks volumes or is in, it's essential for people to see because a lot of times on social media, people only see the good things, the good days, what, you know, what they want to see. And they don't often see the days that don't go according to plan, like falling off the bike. So I think it's important to remind people that, hey, it's okay. It's not every day is perfect, but you yeah. kept going, like you said before. Yeah, and it's true. And I try to be as transparent in those two, like, hey, this workout, like, suck today like I, I didn't want to do it or you know I, I try to put those stuff in there too because it is true like I don't think anyone can look at someone training for something it's like every day's a good day like uh not every day do you want to wake up early and go for a run or go for a bike ride um so I think just putting this stuff in there because regardless of how you're feeling like I I think one of the quotes too that I, I keep in the back of my mind is like motivation only gets you so far it's really consistency and like that's that's all this training is, is consistency. Um, cause you lose motivation pretty quick if that's all you're, <laughs> you're leaning on. Um, so I think that's also what like, you know, tracking this journey is like showing the consistency it takes in order to accomplish something like this. So for sure, for sure. And I know you've been very consistent about your endurance training. I'm curious, do you mix in strength training or yoga or recovery or anything like that sort into your overall training <sighs> program as well? I should do more. I, will, <laughs> I am. That is also my, like one of my worst, uh, traits right now is I, I'm just really bad about recovery. Um, and it's always something that I tell myself I'm going to do better about. Uh, so I definitely, I think, I think I've been pretty good. My, my body's reacted well to the training so far, but I know when I hit these higher distances, that's definitely something I have to take into account and make as important as the workout is itself. So um, it's definitely on my to-do list to prioritize um, here coming up in the last uh, couple, two months, I think I have left, um, of training for the half. Um, but I, so I was doing a good amount of like hit or like strength training prior to um, the endurance training and that has died down. Um, I miss it a lot. So I did start incorporating like one day a week. I'll do a uh, like strength training class so that I can, you know, work a little bit. I just miss lifting weights sometimes <laughs> um, with it. But uh, I've been following, I have a coach for this training. So I am pretty like stringent about like following his plan. And um, I know eventually I'll be able to like throw more stuff in there. But right now, yeah, it's just been like heavily like endurance cardio. 
For sure, for sure. I'm curious too, how do you go about fueling yourself for these, you know, endurance type events? Because I would imagine you're probably burning through the food pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and that's something that my, my coach and I are, he's like made me read a lot of things about it and we're starting to dive into that. I feel like I've been pretty good with the current uh, nutrition that I've done before. Again, I, I have not again, but, um, I wasn't starting at square zero with some of the endurance stuff. Like I've done a marathon before I've done like an endurance swim before. So I kind of went into this knowing what my body needs before I work out and kind of what it needs during based off of like time or miles. Um, so I feel like that's just helped me a lot so far, just kind of having that, that background knowledge. Um, so I'm not a person that eats a lot in the mornings and that's what I tend to work out. So I make sure that I have, um, you know, either a banana 20 minutes before, or if it's like, an, like a longer run, it's like a bagel with peanut butter or something like that, just depending on like the distance and stuff. But it's definitely for anyone that's like wanting to start any of this, it's definitely like trial and error feeling, figuring out like, did you feel bad after the run? Did you feel great? Like was your stomach issues and stuff like that? So, um, I've been lucky enough to kind of have a background where I've, I've dabbled a little bit in that so but again I haven't done the distances I'm going to be hitting here soon so um that'll be working with my coach on making sure I have like all this stuff on the bike and all those things that I need in order to get me through those bike rides because I'm starting to hit those dis distances now <laughs> for sure for sure and I love how you've kind of spoken to the importance of the individualized approach right like you've developed the strategy that works best for you to fuel these longer endurance events. And that strategy is going to look very different for each person. Like, you know, you said you benefit from things like bananas and other people, you know, they might get into their race and they might want like macadamia nuts or something like that. I say that because I think of Sammy Inkinen uh, and he did this crazy endurance event. He rode from California to Hawaii for fun. Like who, who rose like, you know, 30, 40 days straight for fun. But he said that was his big snack when he was rowing was macadamia nuts. So it's just kind of interesting to me how, you know, everyone needs different fuel and everyone responds best to different things when they're running. And it's really important to find that kind of best approach for you. And I like that you really took the time and worked with a coach to tease out what that looked like for you and what that was instead of just going at it like, well, you know, I saw someone on the internet posted that they eat a, you know, a cliff bar. So I'm just going to eat a cliff bar, you know? Yeah. It's, and that's so easy to do is like, just like try to copycat what other people are doing. And I, that's why I always say it is like trial and error. Like I understand getting inspiration from other people, but everyone's body reacts differently to things. So it really is like making sure that it works not only in training, but cause well, you need it in training because you don't want race day to come and then you're trying something new and you mess up based off of that. You never just want, you put in all this hard work and you don't want nutrition to be the thing that like brings you down. So, um, so yeah, I, I'll have more insight coming up because uh, I just hit 45 miles on the bike. Um, so once I, I, like, I feel like from here on out, I'll be having to, to really play around with my nutrition there. So I'm getting there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, and I'm curious too, what's your plan as far as preparing for race day? Like, do you do like a mock race day a week or two weeks before, or how do you kind of gear up and get in the zone and prepare for, you know, the big day, so to speak? 
Yeah. So I think the biggest thing, so for, even for this Saturday, uh, this past weekend for that, like my Friday was like practicing transitions. So, you know, it feels silly that you're like putting on all your stuff in your house, but, and, and you can even like go, I, I didn't do it, I, but I, as far as practice goes, like you can go like swim the water for 10 minutes, jump out, like get on your bike for 10 minutes and then like run for 10 minutes. So that's definitely something I've, I've heard to do and I'll probably try here soon. Um, for my, for my next race, but, um, yeah. So the night before day before trying on all your gear, making sure it fits using your gear is also very good in preparation. Cause again, you don't want to get there like game day and not know what you're wearing or, or, or something doesn't like it itches or is annoying you. So making sure that your gear has been used and you like it. Um, and practicing just like taking it on and off and how it's going to fit my transitions this past weekend were so slow like I I honestly again the bike got me um I couldn't figure out how to put my helmet on in the first <laughs> transition I was like I've been doing this for weeks like what do you mean and like it was magnetic and I had it like next like miss like I don't know I could not figure it out and it like it literally cost me like 30 seconds 30 and that's a lot in a transition um for a try so it really is just like getting to know your gear prior and get yourself prepared that way um and I so the sprint try was also preparation for me for the big day because and I'm gonna do another one here in like three weeks I'm gonna do Olympic distance try um because I feel like and, and for anyone that does like you know a bigger race doing smaller ones can help too because I feel like it gets I was so intimidated this weekend like again it's not something I've done before like I've sorry I've done a sprint try again it was years ago so I like forgot everything I don't know how to set up a bike or where to put my shoes or anything like that so like I was watching everyone else do it and like asking questions I was like you'll be here you know like you just want to like get yourself as educated on it so that comes like the big big day you kind of don't have to worry about all those like how do I set up my stuff like you because it's going to feel really overwhelming that day and I know that so it's like what can I, again, make myself more comfortable so that I can push past this uncomfortable part? Um, so it's just been this past weekend and then this upcoming one, that's all going to be preparation for the big day for me. I, I love that. You must have listened to our recent podcast with Dr. Frank Dick there because he talked about a very similar uh, concept with a guy named Ross Braun who actually modernized the pit stop in NASCAR and found ways to reduce the time when they, the cars go into, you know, the pit, pit row, I think they call it, and get out of there. And they reduce the time by like 25, 30%. And the same thing is true with road racing. If you can reduce that transition time from swim to bike or from bike to run by 25, 30%, that's going to shave seconds to minutes sometimes off of your overall race time just by getting faster at changing from one thing to the next. And that's the kind of thing that makes a huge difference in these kind of events. It really does. And uh, I, I love that my coach, so I can't take credit for this part, but he, he even said, he was like, you may not be like on the, at these races, you may not be the best runner, but you could be just as fast as a professional triathlete in a transition because you just have it all down. Like you can be just, just as like fast, I don't like than anyone else in this whole race just off of that. And I'm like, that's true. Like, I don't have to like beat you on the bike, but I can beat you in a transition and like give myself that time. So, um, so yeah, I, I have to 
remind myself that for the next one. I was so slow. <laughs> it's okay so, though. We all start somewhere, right? And right. it's all about practice, exactly. And but you recognize was, you recognize that that attention to detail will pay off. And I like that you practiced it because you know, in the heat of the moment, when you know you're running, you're stressed, adrenaline's high, you're probably not thinking a whole lot about what you're doing you're just trying to do so if you can yeah. make that whole process second nature it's only going to help you yeah I know how to put my helmet on now I, I got it <laughs> I, yeah how do you go it. about how do you go about balancing your training with life demands yeah um it really it like that's funny you said that because someone a friend of mine this morning was like I, I get jealous of your training like I wish I had the time for that and I had to stop him and he was like, I know you're going to say it. like, you, there's always time. It's just a matter of what you prioritize and like how, what you, you make the time for. Um, so for me, it is, I do wake up early. I do wake up at, I, I, again, I don't, I totally understand people that have like full families and stuff like that. I feel like I, I also picked this because I'm in the stage of life where I, I feel like I have the time to dedicate to this. Um, but I wake up around five, five fifteen. Um, to start my day and get out the door either to the pool or um, on a run in the mornings. I usually save the bike for later in the day. Usually don't wake up and get on the bike unless it's a long one. Um, but yeah, it's really just about prioritizing. Like if this is a goal of mine, like it's like any goal, right? Like if you're, you know, wanting to get your doctorate in physical therapy, <laughs> somebody on this call, like you're going to prioritize the time to study and like school, like it's just because you have to. And that's how I feel like this isn't like a, oh, maybe it's like, I have to do this. Um, and I think that like mental switch of, of a goal really helps. I've, I've also said before for me, like I've always liked to work out, but there's such a different mental shift I have when I'm training. And I feel like when I call it training, it like, I, I just know, like I physically show up better when I'm like, it's a training day. And like all my days are training days now, but I just love that mentality of like, okay, like I'm an athlete, I'm training, like I'm do, like I have a goal to set. Um, and it just really helps me set my time up for it. Um, and not every day is perfect. Like I've had things come up and my swims cut short a little bit, but I still showed up. I was like, Hey, I don't, I can't get the full thing in today. I can't get my full workout in, but I'm going to show up for 25 minutes. Like, I know that's like crazy, but it, again, it's that check. Like I have to check this off. Like I have to do it. Um, so that's really how I've, I've fitted into my schedule. It's I, I really didn't make, there's no excuses. <laughs> you really just have to kind of thing. Is that a good answer? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's the whole concept of you get to train every day. It's something that you get to do. You have the ability to go out and run and swim and bike long distances and I think recognizing that that in itself is such a gift and you get to do it day in and day out. I know there's a lot of people who probably don't enjoy cardio or don't enjoy running, but the fact that you have the ability to do it day in and day out in itself is an amazing thing. And I think a lot yeah. of times we just kind of miss that gift that life gives us. Yeah, I, I, I love you saying that because it, it's that also plays in my head when there's like, walls that I hit during workouts, you know, as far as like scheduling, I make it a have to, but when I'm out there, I, I also try to remind myself, like, I get to do this. Like I, I have a healthy body right now that like allows me to do this. And it is a gift. Like I, I feel, I feel very lucky that I get to do 
what I'm doing right now. Um, so I thank you for saying that because it's very true. Like I try, I try to remind myself, like you get to do this. This is pretty awesome. So it is. It is really awesome, and it's really impressive everything you've done. And one of the things that I really take away from your own journey and experiences, um, it reminds me of, I think it's a book by David Allen called Getting Things Done. That sounds right to me anyways. Basically, sure. you took a complex, overwhelming task in the sense of you wanted to run an Ironman, a half Ironman, and you broke it down into small, actionable pieces with a coach. And you went day by day, one at a time. Today, here's what my training is going to look like. I do it. You took the things that, you know, get your attention, right? Like you mentioned the mental challenges that you faced along the way. And you've ended up taking those mental challenges and finding a way to work through them throughout this whole process of working towards that bigger goal. So you took this big goal, broke it up into small bite-sized daily things and took the obstacles that came up in your own path and made them part of the process and part of the journey. And to me, yeah. that itself is a very amazing quality, amazing trait that anyone can do with any goal, whether it be health and fitness related, life related, business, entrepreneurship, whatever it is. Set your big goal for the year and then break it down into what can I do today to get myself closer to that goal. What is that the saying too? Is like you can't eat the whole elephant, so you have to start. I, I forget that saying. I'm gonna butcher it, but I that always like sticks out in my head. Is like your goal is a big elephant. You can't eat a whole elephant at once. You gotta break it all down to to get to the end. So for sure, for sure, one bite at a time, as they say. Mandy, this has been an amazing discussion on your journey and your experiences onto the on the road to completing an Ironman. Do you have any closing thoughts or closing remarks or anything else you want to share with those listening today? I, I really just want like, and part of me documenting this and trying to like share, share my story is like, anyone can do this. Like, I, I feel like a friend's reached out. Like, I can't believe you're, you're a badass. I can't believe I'm like, literally anyone can do this. Again, if you have the goal to set for something, like, like we, we just talked about, like, just break it down into like manageable things each day. Um, and I just, and, and talk about it with people. I think that's also been such a big part of my journey is I feel like I'm so supported and I feel very lucky for that too. But I think if you have big goals, like sharing it with people that you know are gonna like uplift you and help you get there is so important. And I feel like that's also been such um, a light in this journey too, is like just feeling all the love. And I'm just so grateful for, for people like you too have, have reached out and are supporting me um in this as well it feels really great to have made new friends um through this process uh but but ultimately like any anyone can do what they set their mind to um and hopefully this this helps and hopefully i'll i'll be a little bit of a an inspiration to to get there um for their own goals so for sure and that that's a you know big point for everyone whatever it is that you're doing find a way to share it because you never know who you're going to inspire through the actions that you're taking or who's going to be impacted by the life that you're currently living. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely believe that there's people that inspire me daily with what they're doing. Um, and, you know, even people have reached out to me, they're like, oh, I saw like, I went for a walk today because I saw you every, you know, like it, you truly what you just said, like, you don't know who's watching and who you're helping um, on their own way. So 
So share that story. For share sure. your goal. <laughs> For sure. And since you're sharing your story, where can people find your story? Where can people find you on social media? Yeah. Um, so you can find me. I'm at Mandy Lynn Johnson. Um, it's M-A-N-D-Y-L-Y-N-N-E Johnson, um, both on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, I'm sharing both. I, I Mostly my, my TikToks are my daily journey, but I'm also sharing on Instagram as well. Um, so you guys can find me there uh, and see how I'm doing. See if I fell again on the bike because I did do that like a week ago. So I've fallen twice now. <laughs> But yeah, you guys can find me there. Um, I, I'm also a social social media consultant as well. Um, that's my my daytime gig when I'm not on the bike, falling on the bike or running. Um, so if anyone has any questions on that, you can reach out to me um, for that as well. Awesome. We will link to those below in the show notes. So if you didn't quite catch them, you can just copy and paste and find Mandy on all those platforms. Mandy, it's been an amazing episode talking about your journey to an Ironman. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's been so great talking with you and um, I'm excited to, to keep going. So thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Brown Body Health and Fitness Podcast. If you like this episode, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and share this episode with a friend who you think would enjoy hearing it. Additionally, if you want to help support this podcast and keep future episodes going, please check out our links below where you can support us directly or through engaging in any of our affiliate marketing links. Last, please make sure you check us out on social media at Braun Body and leave a five-star review, especially if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify.